0: Coming up on NRL teams, six straight losses for Brisbane, but will Anthony Seabold make mass changes in a bid to reignite the Broncos season? Matt Moylan is hamstrung again as serious questions are asked about his playing future. A couple of bad boys get time on the sidelines to think about their actions, but what does the panel think of Ivan Cleary's cheeky kiss? And finally,
1: I get my wish. After months of campaigning, Craig Burlamey finally watches the show and listens to us. Cameron Smith wears the number seven jersey, but will he wear it again against the Green Machine this weekend? Hello and welcome to NRL Teams, brought to you by Telfast. I'm your host, Brett Kamali. And why am I your host for this round? Because I'm correct, Zach Bailey, who has been benched for round nine. The
0: big news ahead of round nine, I've been benched, Robbie. I've been saying all this time, just, make, just making say,
1: fun. Just say just say I was wrong.
0: No, I was correct. You were right. I was Finally. Wrong. All right. Let's restore <laughs> okay. the show. Of course, uh, on the weekend or on Thursday night, what a performance by the Melbourne Storm against the Roosters. Noddy has been campaigning for a bas- the past 18 months or so for Craig Bellamy. To move to the halves. He played there uh, last week. We'll have to wait and see whether he plays there this week. But that great game on Thursday night got us thinking about what the best game of the last decade has been in the NRL. We want you to let us know what your favourite game of the last 10 years has been. Uh, Comment on our live stream for NRL teams on Facebook right now. But in the meantime uh, Noddy, uh, you were correct, but what was your favourite game, or what has been your favourite game of the last decade?
1: Yeah, obviously uh, playing for a club for seven years, uh, living in the area, being at my children all fans, or being at the grand final, the Cronulla Sharks' first premiership, uh, 2016 grand final victory, 14 points to 12, over the arch enemies, the Melbourne Storm, uh, that had some brutal battles, and um, you know David Vafadar scoring against six or seven men, um, you know with the the sound or the the. The what's, the what's the saying? What was Gal saying? They can turn the lights off
2: now. The porch lights, yeah.
0: The trophy's coming back to the Shire. And of course, the best comments on our Facebook stream may uh, get a whole box of these NRL oh. trading cards, which are back in vogue in 2020. Uh, Robbie, what has mm. been your favourite game of the last decade? Well, not
2: particularly one of my favourites, but one of the most memorable, probably for all the wrong reasons, being a, at the Tigers was our epic 100 minute semi final against the Roosters. Um, yeah, looking back at that game, it'll go down as one of the classics of the modern era um, being semi-final uh, yeah, the rivalry between the clubs um, the field goal the, the, that Simon Dwyer hit on Hargraves everyone remembers that hit and then the scrum losing the scrum against the feed, Braith putting over the field goal from about 35 out after the siren to send it to extra time and then Liam Fulton throwing a brilliant cutout pass onto the chest of Sean, Sean Kenny yeah. after 100 minutes, so unfortunately um, not one of my favourite games, but definitely a classic
0: Yeah, and as I said, comment on the live stream uh, on Facebook right now for your chance to win the NRL trading cards. If you don't win, you can get them from all Caltech service stations or good news agents. Let's look back at the guys' predictions for Round 8.
2: My prediction is the Tigers to beat the Panthers this week and Luke Brooks to get the points decision over Nathan Cleary.
0: And Ivan Cleary saying, look at the scoreboard. Matt
2: Dufty, two tries.
1: Dufty's on the board again. Here they
2: Matt
1: Dufty to try assist. Oh you're jeez,
0: that's
2: Was Ivan blowing that kiss at me? Yeah. He must have watched the show last yeah, week. He, but must have, think, yeah. he must have.
0: But he
1: must have. must all tune into the show. Yeah.
0: You got the you got the Kim uh, Smith positional change right. But you didn't get your tip right and we thought we'd have a bit of fun.
1: How does two-try assist not count when you score the two tries?
0: Well, if you look at the stats from last week, you got two tries but not the two-try assists as you predicted. He
1: assisted the two tries. <laughs> the teams are about to drop for round nine. Uh, your
0: MVP players for it, last week.
1: Yeah, I, I thought David Clemmer was, was amazing in, in a performance with uh, only 13 players left on the park. So he gets my one point. Sean Johnson, uh, the new style of football, I think really suits him. Two points. And King Gutho. Clint Gutherson had certainly a night out uh, in the big victory, kicking goals from everywhere, uh, celebrated the milestone match and, and did it extremely
0: well for Parramatta. Yep, and uh, he laid a couple of passes on the chest of Michael Acevo, who scored four tries. Robbie, your top three players.
2: Yeah, my one point went to Sean Johnson. He's, he's been in outstanding form. He's really turned it around for the Sharks. My two points, Appy Korosau, who has been the buy of the season, in my opinion, so far. And my three points for, you know, Parramatta are going so well, but... He's been a bit of an unsung hero for me, Junior Paulo. What he's bringing to that side with his his meterage, uh, yeah, his aggression, and then his ball playing ability for someone that's 120 kilos plus is just it's not it shouldn't shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. He learnt that playing rugby allowed.
1: that nines tournament the other oh, year. Oh, <laughs> let's not go
0: there. Let's not go there. The buzz has been gone. So that uh, has gone. Sorry, that means the teams are in for round nine. The Cowboys didn't get the job done against the Eels. They're hoping to at home against the Roosters this week after being. Pumped by the Eels, Paul Green has made some changes to his backline. The big shock, Valentine Holmes has been moved from fullback to the wing. Hamaso Tabuy Fido is back in the number one jersey with Connolly Lemuelu in the centres. The men missing, Tom Oppercheck and Justin O'Neill. After being a late out last week, big man Jordan McLean is missing again with a calf issue. Tom Gilbert is back though after serving a three match ban. He replaces Reuben Cotter on the bench. The Roosters, a couple of big names missing for them as well. Daniel Tupo will miss six weeks with an ankle injury, so Ryan Hall returns to the wing. Jared Wairira Hargraves and Lindsay Collins have been named despite suffering head knocks last week, but Boyd Cordner hasn't. Angus Crichton switches edges while Mitch Alberson has been named to start on the right. And Lockie Lamb is on the bench for the first time in 2020. Uh, Noddy, Val Holmes returned last week from an ankle injury at fullback. He's on the wing. Why? Well,
1: I don't know. Obviously, whether he's not quite up to running the metres that a fullback is required to run uh, or whether the fact that the the fullback experiment isn't going to work for Val Holmes. He's just a wonderful runner of a ball, a great finisher, very good edge defender. So, you know, he's gone to the NFL and... He didn't really have a pass when he played a whole 12 months at Cronola as the fullback position when he replaced Ben Barber. So uh, it's a deal. It's going to be a costly experiment if they're going to buy him to play fullback at fullback value and just become a winger. Surely the experiment
0: isn't over yet, Rob.
2: I don't think so. I think he was showing good signs. It, it took him a few weeks to, to hit his straps, but uh, you know, I thought he showed some nice signs with the ball in hand. Uh, I think a lot of it probably has to do with the injury. He might not be ready yet back at full fitness and... Uh, the injury might still be bothering him. So are they just lessening the workload on him? Do we see him uh, switch during the game? Uh, See him at at fullback at times. It's going to be interesting to see, but you can't keep him on the wing long-term. I think he's going to be a one.
0: Okay, Boyd Cordner, he's missing. Uh, He's been battered and bruised lately. The Roosters keep uh, copping injuries. Daniel Tupo, another one. But just on Boyd Cordner, we don't know whether he is missing because of the head knock or whether he's been rested. If he is, in fact, being rested, is it smart coaching by Trent Robinson?
2: I think so. I watched our game last week, and there were a couple of times during the game where, where Boyd... Uh, yeah, struggled, head knocks, he looked like he was carrying an injury, so I'm not too sure what's going on with his body. So, look, I think you know, it's been well documented. He missed the start of the season because he was a bit behind the eight ball after not having a pre-season and, um, and obviously yeah, the way he plays the game, his body's pretty battered, so Look, I think they've got a plan in mind there. They want Boyd at his best towards the back end of the year and they're just going to try and manage him through the season.
0: Noddy, there's been so much talk about the Morris brothers. They're getting better with age. Uh, There's talk about them playing on next year, but is it better (laughs) for them to retire at their peak or in good form at the end of this year or or go on and play one more year? Why can't their peak be next year with the form they're showing? They look like they're absolutely
1: flying. They're having fun. I think being united again, uh, as you said, special moments at the end end of their careers, um, playing in a very good team, uh, showing great skill. Yeah, I, I, I think you keep playing these days for as long as you you can play, as long as you're injury-free. They're, they still get their pace. They're great finishes. And I think if they are able to stay together, it makes next year more enjoyable
0: because then they can have that. This is our last year. Let's rip in, let's be good and let's finish our careers all together. Robbie, if I'm the Roosters chairman, Nick Politis and I go to you as coach, Trent Robinson, and say, Robbo, they've both been great for us this year, but you can only sign one Morris brother for 2021.
2: Oh. Who is it and why? Yeah. can't do this. Both both friends of mine. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I've I've uh, toured with the both of them. Um, and Brett's less annoying, so I'll re-sign Brett. Josh is annoying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Josh or Brett?
1: <laughs> well, they will have a center come back next year. In Billy Smith. In Billy Smith. Yeah. Because oh, he's yeah. missing with the knee injury, so that might that might push their hand to sign
0: Brett more than Josh. Okay, two votes, Brett. None for Josh. Josh, it's been uh, great no, seeing no, you. You see the last white <laughs> In 2020, let's move on to Friday night footy. The Titans uh, against the Warriors, two sides that, well, uh, what a win. Obviously, the Warriors better on the weekend. This is at Seabus Super Stadium. Corey Thompson has been named at fullback with Tyrone Roberts in Jersey 21 again this week, although the veteran slotted in at the back against the Sharks. He continues to battle that Achilles injury, though. After making his NRL debut in the back row, Bo Firma shifts to the centres this week with Tyrone Peachy dropping back to the Titans bench as their super sub. Tremaine Spryer becomes the club's second rookie in as many weeks. The Goodnar Eagles Jr. is on the wing with Philip Samy set to miss a month with a shoulder injury. Aaron Clark is back at hooker after Mitch Rain injured his ankle in round eight, while Sam Stone has been named to play his first match of 2020 veteran nathan peets is in jersey 19. he was on the sidelines wearing some super sharp eyewear last weekend warriors captain roger turvasa specs is back from suspension <laughs> and into the number one jersey no surprises there Petahiku moves from fullback into the centers and gerard bill drops out of the 17. cody Nikorima has not been named after failing his hia meaning chanel harris tavita starts at 5'8 for the first time since round two after missing the first eight rounds with an injury, Jazz Tavunga has been named on the bench for the first time in 2020. Noddy, it's almost, I guess, a broken record here on NRL Teams. Yeah. We talk about the Titans. Good one week, bad the next. Do they need more from their senior players?
1: Yeah, well, that's what Robbie and I were talking about beforehand. And the other player we forgot to mention was Kevin Proctor, another yeah. senior player that they haven't got... The value for money out of all the most out of him, you know. We've got Shannon Boyd and Kevin Proctor aren't even in the squad, uh, or not playing. Jared Wallace is a is a rep player that now is a bench player and wasn't in the squad for a while. Um, you know, unfortunately they do lose Jai Arrow, uh, Ash Taylor, Nathan Peets. some of their big known players. Bryce really, Cartwright. Bryce Curry, yeah. Tyrone Peachy, oh, yeah. these are quality players, but they they're a squad that just don't get the best oh. out of their yep. out of their leaders. Yeah,
2: As a coach, you, want, you, know, you need input, you need, you need more from your senior players, from your more experienced players. Guys are on big money that went up there on lucrative deals yeah. that they just haven't gone on uh, to take the Gold Coast to the next level. Uh, they're relying on these young kids now and they're not getting enough from their senior players.
0: Speaking of lucrative deals, uh, David Fafita will sign one soon and might be for the Broncos or the Titans. But yeah. if you're David Fafita with money aside and the current state of both clubs, who do you sign for, the Titans or the Broncos?
2: Jeez, <laughs> that's a, that's a tough one at the moment. Both going through uh, their own troubles. Um, yeah, that, that's a that's a really tough one. I'm Sorry, not too sure hard. how to answer yeah, that, too, to be honest. Oh, jeez. His yeah.
1: best mate's going to go the Titans from the Melbourne Storm. Tino Fasulo. Tino Fasulo. Well. Yeah, his best mate's going there. I I, I I would. Trying, if I'm, and if it's Mal Meninga and it's his job to sell him, I try and get David Fafita to come to the Gold Coast and build a franchise around him. He's not the franchise player no. at the Broncos that they're going to build around and make a hero of and build a whole brand around. David Fafita, young kid, super-athletic, um, You know, come through the played schoolboy football at Kibra High there, so he's a local in the district. So they could build a whole community and a whole fortress around him being the marquee player and just build their franchise around him. And then those two players and the other few players who are quality senior players and leaders then they attract others.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, speaking of a player that won't be uh, have a club built around them next year, and that's Blake Green. The owner came out, the Warriors yeah. owner last week, came out and said that he won't be part of their plans uh, for 2021. A great result against the Broncos on the weekend, Noddy, but his teammates aren't happy with the owner coming out in an interview and saying that before he's actually told the player. What kind of unrest yeah. does that cause amongst the playing group who were in were support of the coach that got sacked a couple of weeks ago? Yeah,
1: it does bring a bit of unrest. And obviously we heard Blake Green come out after the game and the good performance and said, Look, I'd like to sit down with the owner and see where those comments come from and, and why wasn't I discussed or had a, a conversation first? Because it's hard, it's hard to hear that news. Mm. Like He's playing great football, Blake Green. He steers them around. And as you said, only a few weeks ago, they made a pretty big decision to get rid of the coach they all adored and, and wanted to play for. But again, it's the owner's money. It's it's his it's his business. It's his brand. He can he can technically draw any line he wants in the sand. And if that's what the line he wants to draw, then but,
2: yeah. Blake Green for me has been one of their most consistent players mm. since he's gone there. Um, you know, for him to to obviously block out that news article when it yeah. came out before the game, and go out and perform the way he did, just goes to show you how professional he is. Um, if there's something else happening behind the scenes, I know there was talk about management and things like that involved in the Stephen Kearney situation and other players so look I think there's got to be more to it because if you're just judging Blake Green about his on field performance I I don't think you can fault him from what he's given the, Mm. the Warriors
0: yeah we'll watch this space we'll have to wait and see where Blake Green ends up in 2021 another game on Friday, though, the Rabbitohs against the West Tigers for the Robbie Farrah Cup at Bankwest <laughs> Stadium. Just the one change for Wayne Bennett's Bunnies after that nasty knee dislocation for the luckless Braden Burns. Bailey Sirenan is the new man in South Sydney's 17 to the West Tigers. A forced change with Michael Cheekam coming into the centres for the suspended Joey Leilua. It's been four games, but still no room for Benji Marshall in the 17. On the other edge, Moses Mbai has been named to start despite appearing to struggle with a knee injury. Luciano Leilua and Sam McIntyre will need to pass HIA protocols to take their place on Friday night. And veteran Chris Lawrence is back in the 17. Now, we spoke... uh, earlier this year about the loss of John Sutton, Sam Burgess, George Burgess from the Rabbitohs lineup. but let's take a look at how their absence has led to the absence of, uh, or or how it converts into numbers, really. You look at 2017, they were 14th in run metres and all runs. They finished 11th last year and in uh, in 2018 as well. When they're leading those kind of stats, they finish well. They're top three in those years. This year, 13th and 14th again. They're 9th on the ladder. Noddy what do those numbers mean for the likes of Adam Reynolds and Damian Cook, who have been under the pump and far from their best this year?
1: Well, they don't get momentum to play on the back of. Obviously, the defensive line is set, they get their numbers correct, and they have some line speed. Um, you're right, Zach, because those years when they've had good metres it means their kicking game is not as long, so they're building better pressure, they're probably less penalties conceded, all those all those little things that go into the game. So, big bodies are missing, um, key players, as we mentioned before, senior, senior players, and um, you're right, Damien Cook hasn't fired and we thought the new style of football would really suit him and they just haven't got that momentum and, and, and mate, they struggled a lot last week against the Dogs.
2: Yeah, it was a concern for me going into the season, I think I mentioned it in the yeah. season preview about the loss of those senior players yeah. and not replacing them uh, and I think Damien Cook's game's reflected mm. you know, that forward pack and they're not getting to go forward, he's not getting the opportunities he's had in the last couple of years and uh, it, it's going to be a, a great battle this week. I think um, obviously... You look at the, the Rabbitohs back line, mm. I think has the advantage over the Tigers' back line, which is quite inexperienced. But in terms of the forward pack, I think that the Tigers' forward pack can get over the, the Rabbitohs one, who's been struggling, I think they've got go a long way to a Tigers win.
0: The West Tigers decided not to seek a downgrade for Joey Lewis' off-the-ball hit on Dylan Edwards. Robbie, do you think that's because Michael Maguire wants his strike centre to have
2: four weeks on the sideline and think <laughs> about his actions? Well, I don't think you can defend what he did, first and foremost. Yeah. I don't know how he can fight... Uh, that or, or come up with any sort of rationality about what he did. It was, it was stupid. It was costly for the team. Um, and, when, and when Madge has come out publicly and said he's trying to change a culture at a club that's struggled for so many years, and BJ's been around the game for a long time. He's not a kid. He's been around for 10 or so years. Yeah, and he's, and he's got this in his game. So, yeah, he's got to get it out of his game. Uh, he's got to understand the responsibility he has going on to the club and helping change that culture. Uh, but on the other end, I think the Tigers, I guess... Um, What's the saying? You can't buy a house near, near the airport and then c- complain about the aircraft noise. So, Look, I think you, you, they knew what they were getting with BJ. He does have that in his game. But um, you know, Madge needs to get out of him quick smart because, um, as we saw on the weekend, it, it's, it's proven very costly.
0: Is his name big enough to ensure he's a straight selection in five weeks' time? Well,
2: not, not if he keeps doing that. You know, it's just not acceptable. Um, and Madge has shown he, he doesn't care about names. Look, Benji Marshall's yeah. not in the side. Uh, Chris Lawrence hasn't been in the side. Um, So I don't think anyone's immune to getting dropped from that team. And if if he's going to continue doing that and things don't change, well, then uh, Madge is a strong enough character to leave him out of the the squad. He's been pretty...
1: He's played some games, though, that have been horrendous. Before that incident, he's been a few weeks where
2: early in the season he let the... That's always been his 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 consistency. On his day, he can be the best centre in the game. game. He can be the most destructive centre in the game. But if he's not on and some of his defensive decisions and... You know, some of his brain snaps away. Comes up with them. It, it really can cost the team. Just you,
1: quick, you've got four weeks of bay runs with him every morning at six a.m.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Robbie will uh, I was, I was gonna us. <laughs> uh, uh, just on, on, on major and the new mantra. Yeah. Big wins against the Cowboys and got the job done against the Dogs. Gallant, yeah. very gallant in defeat against the Panthers. Is yeah. this the real test though against the Rabbitohs to see? If they've finally broken out of their own oh, own, old mode, I think. Old,
1: yeah, old. definitely. Well, I thought they were very good last week. Uh, I thought Penrith would win the game because Penrith are absolutely flying and have got better players in key positions. You need to rebuild a culture to make them play nice and tough, get in the armrest, to learn how to win, and then Madge will just bring one or two new players in and we'll make them a better side. And I, th- I think he's on the right track. Th- I think they should win this match as well. I think they cause an upset against us and, and play that a bit tougher brand of football and beat them.
2: I really like the way they're playing and the way things have changed and the mentality of the side. I'd actually like to see Benji back in the team because I think his craft and creativity can be a real bonus for the side, even if it's coming off the bench. Yeah. You know, when the opposition defence is tired, I think we need to find some points in us. I say yeah. we because well, the Tigers... No, no, no but, points um, in the second half hurt you. we, we got to find some... Yeah. We, we, they they got to find some points. <laughs> yeah, they, they really do. And I think against yeah. the better sides and the better defences, you've got to come up with ways of breaking down that defence. I think Benji can be a real strike weapon, even if it is in a number 14 jersey coming off the bench.
0: All right, we've got to move on to Saturday footy. Otherwise, we'll be here talking about the West Tigers <laughs> all afternoon. The Sharks against the Panthers Saturday afternoon at Netstrata Jubilee Stadium with uh, Matt Moylan, once again hamstrung. Josh Dugan moves to fullback for the first time this season, meaning Will Kennedy remains on an extended bench. Along with Nene McDonald, Ronaldo Mulitalo returns from knee injury Uh, to take his place on the wing. Andrew Fafita has been named to start with Brayden Ueli back on the bench, but the pair may switch for the fourth time in as many weeks. Brian To'o was a big casualty to come out of the Battle of the Big Cats. The winger is set to miss two months with an ankle injury. It opens the door for Dean Fahre to return to the centres, though, as Brent Naden shifts to the wing. After making his long-awaited NRL return last week, Tyrone May remains on the Panthers' bench ahead of Matt Burton. Yeah, terrible scenes on the weekend with Matt uh, Moylan again injuring his hamstring. Um, He's had a a terrible history uh, with hamstring injuries. And you look at that there and you don't have to really say anything to it. You just look at the amount of matches he's missed over the past four seasons, all for hamstring injuries for both legs. Robbie, it appears his body can no longer deal with the workload of a fullback. but if you've got Chad Townsend and Sean Johnson Returning to form in the halves and maintaining that, where is Matt
2: Moylan's future? Again, I think we spoke about this when he was returning from injury last mm-hmm. time and whether he had the ability to, to play 80 minutes at fullback. It's such a demanding position. The fullback position, the amount of running you do, the high speed running as well, which uh, on your hamstrings, uh, the load on, on that is, is not good for someone that's susceptible to these sorts of injuries. So uh, is it a matter of the same thing, him coming off the bench in the 14 role? Lessening his load because we've seen he just can't handle that week in week out. There's a long history of hamstring injuries, and um, you know, as you said, the question mark is now: you know, can his body body handle it? I don't think it can.
0: So is he just a super sub now, Noddy? Because the, the Sharks look best when he's out there.
2: They
1: do, but as you said, unfortunately, his body's not up to it at the moment. He, he can't play fullback. He can't stretch out. He can't. I feel really sorry for him because you know how talented he is, and as you said, like they go so much better when he's in the yeah. side, and he just plays ad-lib football. Is that? he's a bit like James Maloney where he doesn't care about the mistake he's just made he just gets on with the next play but it's disappointing that he's, he's had a four years of disrupted season but unfortunately for the Sharks also need to make sure they get every player in the park who can play 80 minutes mm. and Johnson's playing probably in better form than he's played
0: in the last four or five seasons so he can't move in the 5'8". Billy Army kick out, he was very quiet for his standards against the Tigers on the weekend. Only ran for or less than 40 metres. He's normally been the, the Panthers go-to. Yeah. Was it a ploy to deliberately not go to him to see if Penrith can win without going to him?
1: Well, I'm not too sure why they didn't go to him. As you said, like it's, the metres are so low. He's just such a big beast. He's not one that go in there and do a lot of yardage hit-ups and go looking for the ball, but they do generally like to bring him on the ball. You know what it does do? It probably does give the West Tigers a wrap on how good their defence was how creative or not creative but how they got in front of his face they cut him down they handled him extremely well so that's a bit of a pat on the back for the West Tigers and that might have come from the toughness and the culture change there but you're right they, knew, if they,
0: if he can create havoc that makes him even more dangerous to contain Alright uh, what a match it was on Saturday night uh, finished or sealed with a kiss from Ivan Cleary uh, you were the eldest statesman at the West Tigers when he decided to leave the club how did that go down with you on the weekend?
2: Um Look, I, I love... He brought me back to the club, so I'd never hold anything against Ivan. Obviously, the way he left the club, uh, has left a sour taste with a lot of people involved. And, look, if I wasn't part of the Tigers organisation, I absolutely love what he did. Yeah, it's, it's the theatre of the game. You love seeing the emotion. I probably would have done the same thing if I was a coach and I had someone heckling me. So, But I think the fact, yeah, you know, he left the Tigers the way he did, it was, it was probably a bit unsavoury and... Um, yeah, probably went down the wrong way with a lot of people involved with the club. So, um, but yeah, without my Tigers hat on, I loved it. With my Tigers hat on, um, bad move. Okay, got to move on to the
0: Broncos <laughs> and Bulldogs. Uh, Matt, I love the kiss. Anyway, <laughs> the Broncos, uh, they had tears after their latest uh, loss against the Warriors. They take on the Bulldogs at home this week. it would be great to see Bulldogs uh, Broncos crowd get around their team that are struggling at the moment. We expected big changes but they haven't been made yet by under Broncos coach Anthony Siebold. He's named the same 17 with only a couple of uh, positional changes. Tavita Pangai Jr. starts up front. Corey Oates is in the back row and Tom Flegler drops to the bench. There could be some more change though uh, with uh, Matt Lodge and Katoni Staggs uh, outside of the 17. Bulldogs fans will finally get the chance to cheer on the NRL's Newest Englishman when Luke Thompson starts for Canterbury on Saturday. The England international was wrapped in cotton wool last week and replaces regular lock Adam Elliott, who is sadly uh, set to be sidelined for the rest of 2020 after dislocating his shoulder against South. Noddy, uh, we were expecting big changes, maybe some big names dropped by Anthony Seabold, but he hasn't wielded the axe. Should he have? And who should have been on the end of it? Well, we said
1: it for a few weeks now. He should have wheeled the axe. He he dropped the winger the other week. Uh, Corey Oates was playing a milestone game. He should have used that as motivation to lift his players and and lift for a senior player. So I I still think the big name players are under pressure. You know, Anthony Milford is certainly underperforming. Uh, Brodie Croft, I'm not too sure whether he's up to it. The Melbourne Storm don't get too many decisions wrong when they let go of someone. And, And he was a player in the halves that they needed to fill and they let go. So they just, again, we go back. I think they've got no senior players. They've got talented kids and they've got bikes that have played red football but the senior players as you just said they, they lead the culture of the club and gather and, and, and be that resilient factor. I think they've got a tough 18 months ahead of them the Brisbane Broncos whether they like it or not they're going to battle for a period of time
0: on those senior players you said a couple of weeks ago that the youth um, mm. argument shouldn't, shouldn't be an excuse for the Broncos they're, they're 2 and 6 this year their finals hopes are gone do you blood more youth to try and build to the future or do you have to win games now for confidence of these young guys?
2: Well, you have to win because you don't want to blood kids, and you are losing every week. That's, because yeah. they get know, burnt as well. They get burnt, uh, you know, and then then losing becomes a habit within the club. So they have to win, they, you know. And the club up there, they're not going to take, yeah, you know, the fans and the sponsors. Yeah. They're not going to sit there while their club's losing every week. and oh, we're going through a rebuilding phase. You know, they're the Broncos. They're, they're one of the powerhouses of the NRL. So I don't think, and you've got to have players there. Like we're talking about dropping you know, Croft or Milford yeah. or Darius Boyd, you got to have someone better to come in and, and replace them. Mm. Now, do they have that at the moment? Do they have that depth in the squad? You know, they're a pretty young side already. So you're throwing in more young kids in an already young side that's losing. I think that's a recipe for disaster, to be honest. But um, they they just got to win this week. They have to find a way to win. Otherwise, oh, jeez, who knows well, what's, what's going to happen, happen next what week. What
0: happens? If they lose to the Bulldogs, what happens? Well, as you said, if they've... They would the have come out and coaches. They, of they the put a picture Trojans. that they're
2: going to beat the
1: Warriors last week. They lost the Warriors. Everyone will go. Well, they're going to beat the Bulldogs, aren't they? As you said, it, I think they have to. They have to stand firm. They've got to show faith in Anthony Seabold. Right? As you said, like there's people willing to help from outside in, and I think he wouldn't like those people to help him because they're all Broncos people. And if they start going well, then you you, you panic for your job. Mm. If they start, if they keep losing though, he, he will have sleepless nights as well. Then his job will be on. I think, like book. you
2: said, Noddy, like they just need, need to, I guess, acknowledge the fact that it's going to be a, a tough twelve yeah. months, and they got to stick solid. Okay. Uh,
0: Brandon Wakem was probably one of or it was yeah. one of his best games on the weekend. Is this the chance though, against a, a side with no confidence for him to run the show and throw the ball around?
1: Oh, I like. I'd love to see Canterbury throw the ball around a
0: lot more. Yeah, and, and as
1: you said, there's going to be there's huge defence deficiencies in in the Broncos' defensive team. Um, that they'll get a chance to play football. They're under no pressure, Canterbury. Um, go out there and play football. Uh, Wake, what Wakeman does really well as well is creative. Um, he's got great pace. He's not the biggest guy, so he's got to have players in motion around him. The only way to have players in motion around him is to pre-plan a little bit, take some shape to the defensive line, and then he's going to look so creative.
2: I just I, The Bulldogs, for me, I, they give a 100% effort every week. Mm. They, their structure and, and their football ability is just lacking uh, I think it's really putting pressure on their on their side. They, they show up every week yeah. and give everything they've got. Uh, you can't fault their effort, but they need to play more footy. They, they'll have one shot at an opposition defence a set. You know, you got other sides yeah. that are having three or four uh, you know, shots at a defence, asking questions of the defensive line. The Dogs for mine are just too slow with their attack. They're taking too many setup plays, trying to play against structured defence. Yeah. They need to change up the way they attack. Okay, two
0: winners uh, in Round 8 were the Raiders and Storm. They've had great battles in recent years. They go head-to-head again on Saturday night, this time at Geo Stadium. Uh, Jordan Rappiner has been named to return on the bench after missing last week with a calf injury. Bailey Simonson remains on the wing, forcing Curtis Scott out of Canberra's top squad as Michael Oldfield holds onto his spot at right centre. Up front, the Raiders... Uh, start with a new front row pairing. Cia Soliola and Emre Gula have not been named. they won't, We won't see them much again in 2020. Their absence sees Josh Papali return to the starting side and Anamis Louis record to the NRL. It opens the door for Kai O'Donnell to make his NRL debut from the bench. He'll become Raider 365 against Melbourne. The other change sees Joe Tarpenny and Ryan Sutton trade places. Two changes for the Storm. The Cameron Smith halfback experiment looks to have lasted one week. Sorry, Noddy. Uh, he's been named at hooker with Brandon Smith back on the bench and Riley Jacks coming into the halves. Marion Seve comes onto the wing for Suliasi Vunavalu. There could be one more change. Cam Munster has been named in Jersey 19 and could make an early return after missing just one match with a knee injury. Speaking of injuries, they're piling up for the Green Machine at the moment, especially in the middle third of their field. Let's take a look at it. John Bateman, we haven't seen it all this year. Corey Horsburgh injured against the Eels. He's facing up to the season out, as is C.S. Soliola with a nasty face fracture from the weekend. Emre Guler, news today, he's missing about 10 weeks. Plus, they let Jack Murchie leave the Raiders to go to the Warriors a few weeks ago Sticky's on the lookout for another forward. But in the meantime, how much will those injuries hurt the Raiders against a Melbourne pack that's on fire? Enormous. And and that'll hurt
1: them in their campaign to win a premiership in 2020. You know, you can't have injuries. You can't have three or four of your starting squad uh, not available. And then they play a really power-orientated game of football off Josh Hodgson as well. And they've got two halves this year. Not just one half, but two halves. And the fullback chance, nickel, they're all just runners. So they need their forwards to get momentum. They need to win that forward battle. They need to be good defensively so they don't concede lots of points and that's how they stay in the contest. So, unfortunately for the Raiders,
0: and you can't control injuries, they're just happening to them. What impact will those injuries have on George Williams who six weeks ago had his best game in the NRL against the Storm?
2: Yeah, it's obviously going to struggle. We spoke about the troubles that uh, Adam Reynolds and Damien Cook are having at South yeah. and when you're not getting that go for it, places pressure on your on your key players and your key decision makers. So, it's going to be a great challenge for, for George Williams and Jack White in this week against... Um, as you said, a formidable uh, storm pack uh, when, they're, you know, when the Raiders are missing a few of their stars. Cameron Smith, not named
0: at seven. Do you think we'll see him in the halves again this week? What number did he play in last week? Played in Jersey, nine. Did he? And
1: did, so did they start Jerome Hughes off the bench and do a tricky on us? They, they did a tricky on us. Oh, yes. my God. They won't do that again, will they? I'm asking so, you. I'm well, just steering the ship here. You know did, what, did
2: Cameron Smith finish the game at Hooker last week? Like? Yeah,
1: he did. Just, but okay. it's, it's very clever how they play. You know, obviously, they've worked out that Jerome Hughes <laughs> can come off the bench... And come on to the game when it starts to open up. I thought they must read the game very well, Melbourne, because obviously Smith was at the dummy half roll when they needed to be at the dummy half roll. But then, as you said, at the start of the game, he played that half back. He's kicking game was in order. So it just shows how good Cameron Smith is. To have the ability to play two positions and do it equally
2: as well. um, He's been 97 this week. Will he? I think on the back of his jersey. You should name him in 97. Actually, I, would, I want to give Jerome Hughes a wrap.
1: I know I'm not, I haven't been a huge fan of how he's played, but when he come on against a very good rooster, he come up with some
0: big plays in that yeah. game that were, were very crucial to the victory. Mm. It would have impressed the Coach Craig Bellamy, who revealed on 100% Footy, the Channel 9 uh, program last night, that after 2021, he has no desire to coach in a full-time capacity again. Uh, Noddy, does that surprise you? Surely he won't just ride off into the sunset and say thanks very much.
1: Well, he, he burns himself and works extremely hard in the role that he does now. And I thought there was a little rumour a few years ago that he was nearly done and then he signs a new four-year deal at the Melbourne Storm. Uh, I suppose he's got Cameron Smith is the last of the long-serving players that he's had a, a long partnership and a relationship. And when we're thinking Cameron Smith just got a year or, or, or two maximum to go. Uh, it does surprise me because there's a lot of mail that he was going to take the second Bris- the new Brisbane franchise, which would be a huge signing for that franchise to come in the competition. But um, he's, he's been wonderful for the Melbourne Storm. Oh three, he joined them, turned the
0: club into a powerhouse.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, we can't wait for this match. We'll have to wait and see what Craig Bellamy does in a couple of years' time. You can watch this match on Foxtel Sky New Zealand or on our streaming partners, K.O. right here using your Telstra live pass across the NRL digital network. All right, let's move on to Sunday afternoon footy. The Knights against the Eels at McDonald Jones Stadium. Footy back up in the Hunter. How good's that to see from 4.05pm? Kaelin Ponga didn't return after suffering a head knock against Manly, but he has been named to play this week pending. Uh, he passes all the relevant testing. Edric Lee isn't on the team sheet though, he has a broken arm, so Tex Hoy comes onto the wing. Aiden Guerra starts in the back row with Sione Metziatia missing after suffering his latest head knock. After making his NRL debut in round 25 last year, Stafford Toa is set to play his second first-grade match from the bench against the Eels. Brody Jones is also back in the 17, while Connor Watson is on the reserves list as he pushes to return from an ankle injury he suffered in round three. Still no Mitch Moses for the Eels, who will miss another couple of weeks with a calf injury, but Parramatta and Robbie Farrow are pleased to see back his man, Nathan Brown, at lock following his two-match ban. Murata near Coray moves back to the bench and the only change sees the highly rated Stefano Utoi Kamanu uh, named to make his NRL debut. Massive hype around him. Uh, the Knights, they returned to some form against Manly on the weekend. Not if you're Adam O'Brien. Are you, are you happy that they held on and, and ground out a win? Or are you unhappy that they didn't go for the kill and take Manly out of the game late?
1: No, not really. They, they had no reserves left on the park at the end of the game. They lose Caelan Ponga, uh, who was quite in the game, but obviously he, he wasn't on the park. Uh, I thought it was a really resilient performance from the Newcastle Knights. It's the culture that Adam O'Brien is changing at the Newcastle Knights. Um, they've had some really hard-fought victories this year and I thought this is probably their best victory of the season against a manly side that were desperate, who didn't execute perfect and we have heard that the decision at full-time was incorrect but uh, I, I thought they should be extremely proud and this will be one of those matches they should look back upon and go, remember that day we just toughed it out? Uh,
2: and especially, like, is a hard place to go and oh. come over the two points. So yeah. I think regardless of how you play or how you do it, to get the two points and take them home on the bus to you know, up the freeway to yeah. Newcastle, that's, that's a win for anybody. So, I wish I was yeah. on that bus ride. Oh, yeah. uh, anyway, uh, Clint, <laughs> Gutherson. Oh, a day, <laughs> Clint Gutherson. Oh, uh, the good days. Clint Gutherson. He's leading the
0: dally M race at the moment. He's been in great touch, especially in his 100th game, as Noddy mentioned, on the weekend. How much pressure does that take off young halfback Jay Field? when, um, of course, Mitch Moses is sideline.
2: Yeah, it does. I've been really impressed with uh, Gutherson's leadership. He's really stepped up in that playmaking role uh, whilst Mitch Moses has been out. And as you said, it's uh, really taken the pressure off, off uh, field, you know, coming into the side. So, um, yeah, as, yeah, he's really surprising with his ball-playing role because Gutherson's always been seen as a ball-runner. I think some of the the quality passes he's come up with in the last few weeks have been quite impressive. All right, speaking of impressive, Micah
0: Sivo, the champ, was back at Bankwest over the weekend. He scored another four meat pies. So the comparisons have been drawn between the great semi-radradra and the current Eels winger. So you look at the stats there. Of course, uh, Sivo hasn't played anywhere near as many games as radradra. But... The strike rate is currently better. So, my question to you, gents, I'll start with you, Noddy. If you can only have one of them in your team, who do you take and why? Boy. Uh, uh, you take
1: Mike Sivo in the short term because of how good he's coming to the game and, and made a, as you said, his percentage is a bit higher. And he's a massive frame. Like, he's so hard to stop. But, you know, the, the, the three years that Semi Rad Radar played for, the consistency to hold that performance and try scoring performance for three years. I go for Semi because he's got the three years to, of, of belief, I
2: suppose, behind him. I go Semi. Uh, for me, those three years he had at Para in a pretty ordinary team at the time. Um, you know, Siva at the, at the moment is playing on the end of a pretty good back line and, and they're creating a lot of opportunities for him. Whereas Semi, for me, scored so many tries out of nothing, so many long, long range tries. I think everyone forgets. I remember watching Parron. They'd be under the pump on their own trial line. Semi pick up the ball, run 100 metres and score a try and get him out of trouble. And I've never seen a winger score so many spectacular tries like Semi did, so I'll take him.
0: Have you ever been on the end of a Radra bump?
2: No, I usually just get out of the way and let someone else tackle him. Smart play.
0: All right, the last game of Round 9. The St George Illawarra Dragons take on the Manly Sea. Eagles at uh, Netstrata Jubilee Stadium on Sunday night. Paul McGregor has made a big change with Ben Hunt returning to the Dragons starting side for the first time since round four, but he's at hooker this time, not in the half. Skipper Cam McInnes moves to lock and Trent Merrin drops to the bench. Tariq Sims is a big in, returning from a broken wrist in the back row. That forces Tyrell fui ono out of the starting side and Tariq's brother Corbin falls out of the 17. In the backs, Jordan Pereira returns from suspension on the wing, replacing Jason Saab. For Manly, they'll be without one of their big men up front. Adam Fanua Blake has accepted his two-match ban for giving a match official a spray at the end of Manly's loss to the Knights. His absence sees Taniela Paseka start a prop and Morgan Boyle recalled to the bench. Uh, Robbie, have you seen enough from Ben Ben Hunt over the last month or so off the bench to say he is ready? to play a started hooker and potentially play there for 80 minutes.
2: Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I think he's really added to their side when he's come on in the number nine role. And I like what Cameron, Cam McInnes does when he moves to lock as well. So, look, I think that gives them a lot more strike, um, especially in the middle of the park with Ben Hunt at nine, um, you know, taking the markers out of play. Then you've got Cam McInnes with his ball-playing ability, um, almost playing as a, a ball-playing lock. Uh, so I, I, really, I really like the move, Tarek Sims coming back into the pack as well gives them a lot more experience.
0: Manly uh, already without a couple of their strike weapons in uh, Dylan Walker and Tom Trebojevic, now they're without Adam or Blake. Yeah. How much will it hurt them in the next couple of weeks, firstly against the Dragons, then against the Parramatta Eels?
1: It'll probably hurt them more against the Parramatta Eels. Um, I think they should be proud of how they played them. because They had plenty of chances to win the game and they just didn't execute very well. You know, Des have got them, you know, they're always super fit, they're well-drilled. Uh, defensively, again, they want, I don't think they'll concede many points. But you're right, you know, Fanilla Blake, they rely on, the, they've got the two best front rowers probably back-to-back back off each other. And then they've got, um, you know, Jake Trevojevic comes
0: on the back of that. So it's a big loss for them. Um, but yeah, and, and I suppose they can feel it hard done by at the moment. Robbie, 20, uh, plenty has been made about Tom Trebojevic missing, but how much is Daley Cherivans missing his house partner in Dylan Walker?
2: Well, both of them You know, to take one guy, one strike player out of the side is bad enough but to take both of them out, you know, Manly's really struggling they came up with 12 points on the weekend which is not enough to win a, a game of football and um, yeah, we mentioned last week, they're going to do it tough until Tom's back mm. defensively, to miss your fullback as we said, is is uh, is always tough with the organisation he does from the back but then yeah, their consistency and, and con- continuity in attack has really struggled. Missing their five, eight and their fullback. So the other thing they don't have is they don't have a ball-playing dummy half because Le-
1: Levi's a solid player. Without Tom there, who guess who's going to get the football? No, Dylan yeah. Walker. Who's going to get the football? So wherever Cherry stands, you literally could go and gang up an extra person it easy in front for
2: the defense, of the yeah. defence. Yeah, yeah,
1: simple as that. Well, there's, no, you- there's no real plan. But There's no plan B there,
0: and now without Noferno Blake offload as well, well then it's. So uh, Noddy is riding Manly off against the Dragons. (laughs) Uh, You can watch that game and all the others this weekend via our broadcast partners uh, on Foxtel, Channel 9, Sky New Zealand uh, or using the live stream uh, app through KO or right here uh, using the Telstra Live Pass. Uh, That's all the games for Round 9. You've had half an hour to think of a prediction. Shall I go to Noddy first? Uh,
2: No, I'll go first. Um, Canberra, Melbourne, golden point. George Williams kick a winning field goal. In golden points. All right, he put the uh, curse on Luke Brooks last week. Let's
0: yeah, hope yeah. it's not on George Jordan. Hey, the they played yeah. ball last week. Yeah. Not Oh, I'm
1: going to just. I got Luke Thompson will shine for the dogs. I think he'll be a huge uh, bonus for him and we'll, we'll get to see him for the first time off the bench. So we'll, we'll know there's a bit of hope for the dogs. And I'd like to see the Dragons play north south because I thought last week they ran a lot towards the sideline. So if we can just show them the goalpost and, and let them play square, they might, they might cause an upset. On Sunday night, okay. Play more direct. Just play towards the post instead of the sidelines. The nod from
0: Robbie got me there. I don't, <laughs> know. I don't know what he said.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: So what's the prediction? I don't get it. So if they play more direct and they they okay. win, then they win. Noddy will somehow say he's right yeah. uh, Well, you
2: got to play north-south, don't you? Because that's where the trial line is. So I just don't, yeah. I don't get what you're trying anyway, to Anyway,
0: inside the NRL <laughs> will make more sense, hopefully, uh, next Monday, 5pm, Michael Chambers, Katie Brown and Jamie Sourd uh, will be back. If you missed yesterday's episode, uh, Brandon Smith was on. Uh, you can find it on NRL TV and he is a character. Yes. Make sure you check it out. From the top of the show, congratulations. You got it right. Coach Kamali, I'll say it one last time, well done, Ken Smith and the halves. He might not be there this I the
2: I tipped the Titans eight times. They finally won a game. I can get it right as well. So, Robbie, yeah. just thanks for being a great sport. Thank you for tuning in once again. We'll see you next Tuesday.